Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner. Myself, Steve Woolley, and Mr. Steve Sparling in session currently. Hey, mates. How you going? Good, good. Mate, we're at a episode 105. Nathan has just clocked his 100th park run. He's joining us soon, so we can chat about that. Yeah. But, He's um, doing quality park runs, too. Yeah. He would have, Um. yeah, I, I think I messaged him on Saturday, and he reckons all them, he goes 90-something percent of them would have been all under 23 minutes. He gives it his all. Most Saturdays, eh? He just sort of sends it as part of his um, tempo workout or a threshold sort of workout at the at the light, at the pointy end of it. But he goes hard. He always, um, yeah, he's always running in that sort of like ninety percent zone. Yeah, like, like most people, hey, a park run, you just yeah, yeah, just stuck in. Bit of big, bit of controversy still around park run with this whole stats problem. Yeah, Jeez, there's been some signatures on that. Um, that uh petition not sure what they're at but it's like grown massively and there's even uh been a few protests what's the one in yapoon there's a protest happening next week they're gonna what are they gonna not run it or run the other way or something cancelled it are they cancelled oh shit yeah cancel it. So this is gonna happen more and more and more i think because it's really put a lot of the um the run directors noses out of joints Oh, definitely, man. Like most of the run directors are hardcore park runners and they get into it and then they sort of advance that sort of part of park run. So I imagine a lot of them, as Pete says, like he, he's a run director and, you know, they yeah. they get that involved and it becomes pretty wholesome towards their sort of own gratification as well. But there'd have to be some ramifications like for the groups sort of closing it because of what's happening. Like it's a pro- more of a process really. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, makes it interesting to see what happens and whether this sort of catches on because I know we've, it's only been announced today um, on Facebook as such. So I wonder whether this will catch on and maybe because of the protest side of it, whether other ones will do it, but it'd be interesting to see what happens with that actual park run group um, within the Australian park run side of it, even worldwide. But I haven't heard of any others doing it, but yeah. No, lots of whinging online, but um... yeah. Oh, definitely. Mate, how's your running been going? You're like semi-retired, full-time <laughs> <Yeah>. athlete now. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying it. I had a, actually a slow week. I had that hip flex, tight hip flex last Saturday, so two Saturdays ago at Park Run. And I think it was just coming off like a different sort of week. I don't know how to explain it. I've done a couple of speed sessions. Um, then going into park run, had some tired legs and sort of run it. And I just sort of at the very beginning from Friday had a tight hip flexor. So even park run was kind of a bit annoying. So Sunday I sort of run through a half marathon and sort of pushed it out and it come good. So this week it's kind of weird. You sort of run with the pain and, and during an easier sort of half marathon where you're not running to that. I don't know about you, but you find a pace that you can run a bit slows too slow a bit fast might be a little bit sort of out of the comfort zone for just an easy sort of run, but I run solo and I think I just sort of pressed on whatever pace it was, but 
even though it was sort of a bit bit of pain at the beginning, it kind of disappeared and I just pushed through it and just kept going. I thought I'm just going to hit 21K just as an easy sort of Sunday run. That's something, I guess that's something that you can sort of aim for, you know, 21K. You could say I'm going to run two hours, but for, for you or I or anyone, if you're running five-minute pace, you're looking at 24Ks. Yeah. Um, you know, six minutes is 20K, so somewhere around in between that. So 21 is just a nice number to sort of pull up at. Half marathon. It is. Um, and I, I come good, but I was sort of a bit weary the whole week of it coming back again. So <clears throat> I did, um, did, I still did a speed session on Tuesday. And a few people said, obviously the hips. All right. <laughs> I did 10 by one minute on one minute off with, um, sort of aiming for about three fifty pace on the ons. First one was a bit off. It's one of those ones where I just started on a hill and I wish I never did on the flat would have been better. Yeah. But the first one was four Oh two, but the rest were all three fifties, which is pretty cool. Um, Mate, and- I, don't, I don't know about you. I always feel like my second rep is way better than the first. Like the first one is always a struggle. I think the first one's a gauge. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you either you go, shit, how, I was how, way how off there. You're going, yeah. And then you think, okay, so in your head, you sort of feel how you're running. You go, well, I've got to go a bit quicker. And the same as you, I think you mentioned it ages ago, you felt like you're hitting, hitting the pace early and then just holding on. Does that make sense? Yeah. So all my reps, you sort of go faster. And then once you look at your watch and you sort of 30 seconds in, you go, shit, all I got to do is hold this. And you just sort of feel the motion of just, you know, getting your sort of getting your sort of um, the legs ticking over and just sort of keep going. You get your form happening. And once you sort of sort of roll into it, once you get that pace, if it's 30 or 40 seconds, you can sort of just hold it. But I think the first one, I just went a bit late as well as on a hill, but the rest of them also went through. I said I sort of aimed at roughly trying to about a minute or so slower on the the offs, but they were more probably a minute thirty, I guess. They were just the easy sort of pace about the five twenty mark. Yeah, but the beyonds were three fifty, so I was pretty happy with that. Um, and then sort of in the end of the the week, I did a longer run on Wednesday. Hit the Wednesday Warrior Group, the Sweeney's runner runners down at um Sweeney's Reserve, and we did a pretty cool out and back checking out um the overflow at the Kowongbar Dam. Oh, they were releasing the water. I was still going from the Tuesday before. So this is like over a week onwards. And then it rained again. And the oh. whole place just flooded again. That's crazy, man. It's, it's, everything's just that soaked that just that bit of rain. Um and Sweeney's reserve, Young's Crossing was all flooded again. So where we were running, we couldn't you can't run you couldn't run there. They closed Petrie Park on Saturday. It was just all underwater. Mate, that's where I saw those bull sharks in, yes. the, in the little creek there. Exactly. So they're, probably, was, they're probably in the bloody kids' playground be, right now. They could be anywhere now. They could have gone more upstream to the other side of Young's Cross and just be hanging around where all the kids swim and stuff when the water does run away. But who knows where they go, eh? Mate, like for um the overseas listeners, like – Australia is just like wild. What we've just, we're going to put it on the Instagram page, but like Steve sent me a video earlier of a bloody guy about to put his running shoes on. And there was a red bellied black, which is a venomous snake hiding in his shoe. And then I'm running down that footpath there near, near where um, the Sweeney runners train. And I've seen half a dozen sharks swimming through the Creek. Yeah, like it it's really at the pointy, is. It's at the pointy end of the creek wild. too, where it's fresh water. Yeah, it's and like still, miles from the ocean, and there's bloody yeah. bull sharks in there. Like people's dogs go swimming in there and don't come out. Like it's, um, yeah. yeah, we used to swim in there as kids, and 
never even thought of it. I don't, no I don't know whether way. they weren't there back then, but no, I don't know. Probably were. They go up there to mate, don't they? Like the fresher water, they like mating in the. No, they don't mate. They get rid of the parasites off their oh, body. That's right. Fresh yeah. water shakes all that sort of stuff up there, so they go up there because obviously they can handle it for a short period of time. They don't live there, obviously, but they just go up there to get the parasites off. But yeah, I ended up rounding out the the week. I did a twenty k run with Alistair from North Lakes Park Run. He's the run director, one of the oldest running mates today. We just said, he goes, oh, we did a Kevin Clifton um, run today, so two hours and twenty three seconds to. It's not a two hour and twenty three second marathon, but um, twenty four is it? Yeah. But yeah, we did it. We um we did the two hour run. Alistair timed it perfectly on his watch, but I forgot to unpause or pause at a, a drink stop. So I stuffed it up. So we just went off his watch. But yeah, we did it. We just went out from um, the car park over at the Surf Lifesaving Club at um, Sutton's there and just run to the other side of the bridge and back pretty much. Nice cruisy run, just chatting the whole way. I think, oh, my, average, I think my average heart rate was 131. That's so good. Just cruising. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 80, 82 Ks nearly, I think. So that's not too bad coming off that. Um, I think the hip flexor issue is gone. It's good to do a really sort of easy run every now and then. Eh? I feel awesome. Like I run 20.6 Ks. Um, but yeah, I have no issues today for anyone out there that's keen to sort of get some big distance start slower. Yeah, definitely. It's worth it. How about yeah. you? I seen this morning. Thumbs up, mate. I've got like a bit of a, I've had, well, it's been on and off for a few weeks. I sort of, I felt it a little bit before Christmas and I just kind of ignored it and then it would go away and then I'd notice it again. But I think what I've done is I've, um, from what I've looked up on YouTube, it's like tendinopathy in the like groin. Mm. And so I think I've just inflamed it so much that it's not settling down. Like, and I've, just going to have to go to see a physio or something now. I was hoping it was going to go away with all the rehab things I've been doing at home, mm. but I've been a bit slack with it. And, you know, like you got to do that shit all the time. So you did a, a little bit easier sort of run today, going back another week earlier, you did like 25 Ks at under five minute Ks. And you did like a really good session, I think on the Wednesday or Thursday afternoon or something. Is it from the hard sessions or you don't know? Man, like I was going to say when you were saying about your minute on minute off, like for me, anything from say 340 to four minutes, I almost don't think I need to watch. Like I can just dial it in so well. Yeah. And um, I like, cause I've been telling um, Paul, my coach that I've been having this like niggle in my, um, groin and he said i oh, will just do one session this week and just lots of easy running and hopefully it just settles down so like i did tuesday i did i think three or four by seven minutes at sort of that 340 ish 345 pace and it felt good and my groin was fine but then it's like the longer slower runs seem to aggravate it. Does that make sense? So like yeah, yeah, yeah. that Sunday when I run, I did like 27 K or something on my own and man, it hurt every step of the way. Like it just sucked. Like from about, from about 13 K onwards, it was really painful when I just grounded out and then it's just like not really recovered, but I didn't notice it. 
during the session. But then as this week's gone on, it's just annoyed me a bit more each run. And, and then this morning, it wasn't super bad. Like I could have, I, I was supposed to run for two hours, but I could have done two hours. But it was just like at the point where I was like, man, this is just, I'm in pain again, like constantly. So I just stopped at, uh, I think it was about 11K. Do you, uh, do you think there's a fine line with you between running comfortably where your body suits that pace and then running uncomfortably slow? Does that make sense? Yeah, maybe that, um, maybe that. And I just think once I've aggravated, so the same with my back, whenever my back plays up, like if I really aggravate it, it takes a long time to settle down. Yeah. It's just, it was one of them things. And like, I think, um, this is the same, like I've just aggravated it now. So it's going to be sort of inflamed for a bit. I've got an, I've got a new ice bath coming in the next day or two. Oh yeah. I'm hoping because I burst the other one split and yep. um I sent it back. But I've got a new one coming. So hopefully I'll really be disciplined in getting that like three or four nights a week. I reckon yeah. that'll help. And then getting like keep doing the the like exercises that um they're basically like side planks and shit. I don't know if you know what that is, like yeah, yeah. kind of on your elbow and you're sort of in that plank position. Yeah, it's all cool um, work. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I reckon it's because I've always got like a bit of a tender um, right Achilles, but I can run on it and it doesn't really bother me. But I reckon it's just one of them things where because my Achilles is a bit sore, I'm, I'm kind of like overcompensating somewhere up yeah. the chain. And it's just over time, that's just compounded. And, and um, you know, Nathan, he's all over that sort of connection part of it you know what i mean so when he did you know um the brisbane trail ultra um he's he knew that when he had a sore calf muscle or his itb he knew where that was all connected and did the exercises and the rolling and stuff to sort of release it does that make sense yeah so he knows it, it's all connected he's told me once before so apparently if your achilles are sore it could be something to do with your itb glutes on the outside of your knee yeah, yeah your glutes yeah. But it's all connected somehow. It's a maybe you're onto something there, mate. It's like um, it's in a real like awkward spot too. Like it's really hard to like massage or stretch it because it's so deep in the like groin. Yeah, yeah, it's a real pain in the ass. But um, yeah. oh mate, this week um, I've got no sessions, just easy running. So I'll try and get to the physio and um, figure out what to do yeah. but i think i I, th I think i've worked it out just from like watching things on youtube and i know that sounds like very amateur but it's, yeah. it's real common in runners we should um segue i know you mentioned paul Goulet from runco we should segue into andy day's effort over in um tarawera marathon including uh the winner we've had on before interviewed him after last year back-to-back -back winner daniel jones yeah legend oh. What a legend, eh? We worked out before we recorded his pace for the time that he ran 103.2 kilometers was a 431 average. <laughs> With like, what, two, nearly two and a half thousand meters of elevation. Yeah, huge. Um, but yeah, more so mm -hmm. one of the Runco guys, Andy Day. We mention him a lot here. He's a pretty much all-around athlete. He can run from a thousand meters, 400 meter reps, super quick for his age 
um, and and can also do 100K ultras. He's won the Noosa Ultra 100 two years in a row. Mate, I'm not he, sure if he's backing it up this year, but he just did Terrawera for the first time. So We'll have to get Andy on as a guest. But you know, one thing I'd love to do, I'd love to get um, Paul and Andy on and have like a mad deep dive into like training uh, training sessions, the different types of sessions. Uh, like as when I'm doing the, the like sessions that Paul prescribes me, yeah, I often think, I wonder, you know, like I, I just have these mad thoughts. Like, I wonder if I was, if it's better to back off that rep by, like, say, five seconds to K and run a little bit quicker on the recovery, or is it better to go quicker and go slower on the recovery? Like, I have all these thoughts whilst I'm actually doing these sessions, and I would love to pick both of their brains because they both, uh, they both run Runco. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, the coaching business. And so they'd have, they both probably got, you know, similar views on, on a lot of that sort of stuff, but yeah, it would be great to um pick their brains. Have you got the results up? Oh, I'm looking up now. It's so, always so hard to find them, eh? They're always so yeah. hard to like look up. Anyway, I'll just go to the page who I think is on um, Saturday. So Daniel Jones, he's the past winner from last year. He recorded, um, for the 105 kilometer in, in seven hours and 46 minutes, 42 seconds. Justin Grunewald, he finished in eight hours, 25 minutes, 57. So a bit of a buffer for Dan. He was like cruising out in front for, you know, out of 40, almost a 40 minute buffer. And then third place, Matthew Healy in eight hours, 58 minutes. So a bit of a gap between all those three, but you can imagine over a hundred kilometers once, if you're pulling away from your next, um, your next rival over that sort of slow each kilometer over that sort of distance, you're going to get that sort of gap, aren't you? And so Andy Day wasn't far behind them. No, he was um, eighth across the line, seventh male. Um, and at that stage, when those first three crossed the line, it said he was 44 minutes from the leader. So I'm assuming I would have to say roughly within the um, nine hours. So around that nine hour mark. What about the women? Can you get the female results yeah. up? I don't have the women's. I can't even find any results. Because local, um, oh, she's local. She's from Noosa. Beth McKenzie yeah. Yeah. She wins, wins loads of um, events. She uh, ran her first 100K. So that's her first 100K ultra. She um, featured at Nathan's um, Noosa 50 a couple of years back. That's right. Yeah, she won first- that. First female, she came second place overall behind Dan Buno. And, she was uh, second overall at the Tatawera. Yeah. yeah. 100K. Yep. Great running, Beth. One thing I want to mention is that Tarawera, I've seen a few of the, the last um, checkpoint, they're all swapping their trail shoes for, I think Dan mentioned it when he was on last year when we interviewed him, they, they switched to road shoes to run that last 17 or 18 Ks. And they're all switching to plated shoes. Uh, he his last four or five Ks were all under four minutes, four minute splits for that time that he got. Pretty crazy. Yeah, I've seen that on Instagram. Eh? They're all switching over from their, you know, yep. their trail shoes to their super shoes. Yeah, I um I thought that was pretty funny. If you want a good laugh, go on to um, Beth McKenzie's page and check out the reel that um 
I think her husband Luke made it, and it was yeah. the uh, some of the audio from the from the changeover, the the age age stops. Yeah. Well, you were not going to get anything from her for a bit. She smashed a phone during the run. She had a couple of um, falls. I think um, Andy Day had a couple of falls too during his run. So that's probably why he maybe lost a little bit of time. But yeah, she had a couple of falls, smashed her iPhone. So all the any anything that she's going to be doing for a bit, she's going to miss out. But we'll get something. In a couple of days, she'll have a new phone and it will be up. But she she posted a bit of stuff that Luke photo, um, videoed during the run. So it's pretty cool. Oh, hey, you on, Nath? Hey, mate. How are you guys? Jesus. Oh, Good. Oh. I just got home and I had the first pee I've had since like 10 o'clock this morning. <laughs> and because uh, I've only had four hours sleep after going to pink, I have to say, pink. absolutely fucking amazing. Wow. wow. Really? I have Maybe. not been to a concert. I've not been to Suncourt for over, for 20 years for the, since the Rugby World Cup. And I've never been to a concert that big. And I've not been to a music concert was since JK when I was about 21, 22, and it was just phenomenal. Hey, Nate, we just good. mentioned before you done your half, your hundredth park run. Yeah. Go through, go through from your Friday afternoon, what you have done. So everyone has a bit of a timeline here. All right. So what you, I... you're sunburnt too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, yeah, you're, not yeah, really. It just looks, it's just, it's just, no, that's your neck. Right. Your neck's burning. Yeah, probably yeah. here. Yeah. 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 Even though I've had tops on, mate, I've had fifth factor 50 tops on. Yeah. But you get, you get it through the, um, just gets you. Tops. Yeah, it still gets you, didn't it? Yeah. I want to hear your timeline because you like constructively, um, criticize all of us for not getting enough sleep. Oh, so yeah. how was your sleep the last like 48 hours? Oh, so what, 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 what was Friday? I didn't run. Because I'd run Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then what was I work? What did I do? Fuck! I don't even know what I did work-wise Friday. Um, Friday, I had an interview, and then uh, I got I got to have a mole cut out. Anyway, yeah, and then I went sh got food shopping. So Friday night, uh, we had a fairly relaxed affair at home. Got up at six o'clock. Probably didn't get my eight hours sleep. Uh, went to Park Run, helped uh, Scotty Vine. What a what a massive effort he's had in Park Run the last few weeks. He got another PB. He went to on my recommendation. He went to DFO, got some decent uh, shoes. Zoom Fly Four. He was running in like those Noble Red. Uh, um, no, Under Armour. Uh, no, they're 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 um, Noble are like CrossFit shoes. <laughs> And, uh, um, and so anyway, he ran a minute and six seconds quicker Shit. for a park run. And then, um, oh, we were doing a few things at home, horses, everything else. I got burnt then doing horses actually yes yesterday with no top on. Then we've gone left at four o'clock to go to pink. We didn't get home till what half eleven. I was in bed, hope not probably asleep before twelve. Got up at four a.m. to Mate, get you definitely didn't make eight hours, eh? Nah, and then so four four out, probably not even four hours last night. Decker Park, I've done twenty three, just over twenty three k with my new mate Nigel, yeah, and another pommy, and um, and then I come, I've rushed home, and then I had to, I was out at. Um, Marumba Downs. I had to do a drop off, 
and then I've mumbled down to ten thirty, and I've not stopped um, like working since uh, since then, and now I'm stuffed. Mate, it is funny Six, that you, sorry, funny you say about going to Pink and it was awesome, right? Like the first time Drake came to Brisbane, I went with um, <laughs> the apprentice at work because he was only like I don't know twenty. One or maybe not even like 21 i'm like late 30s at the time but man that was the same thing it was just mind-blowing it was so good yeah. and, and i uh, don't usually drink that much i had two schooners at the caxton yeah. Actually, yeah i don't know what's the pub on the corner i thought it was the caxton and i got mistaken it was the pub on the corner it's called the caxton arms or the Cat something else i don't know it's like because you got the Caxton Hotel, which is not, like literally yeah. was down yeah. south place of the Caxton. I mean, we had something to eat. So I had two schooners there. We get to Suncorp. Fucking hell, $6 for a little bottle of water <laughs> and and a beer. And they don't take cash. And they were fully uh, cashless venue. I thought, oh, you assholes. Hey, but- what, what was the last concert you saw, mate? Because I, I was leaving Parker and you were checking your bloody blood sugar levels. And I said, yeah, fun at the concert tonight. And you go, last concert was like 28 years ago. Yeah, Jamiroquai. Serious. Yeah, mate. I, don't, oh. I wasn't big on concerts. I, I bet that was good, though. Jamiroquai oh, was awesome. Yeah, mate. yeah. And I saw him live, actually, like a couple of years later, I saw him live at Le Mans. He did a big concert then. So we were yeah. just able to understand him. And um, I said to Matilda, oh, I'd love to be down in, in the mosh pit. And Matilda said, oh, I didn't think you'd want to be there. I said, no, nah, I'd love to be down there because I'd get early and I'd get right out in front. So you're literally like eyeballing them, you know. And people were throwing things at her like they'd made. Someone had knitted her like this frog kind of beanie thing. And people were throwing her Freddo frog. She had a caramello frog for the first time. And she actually ate one out of the packet. Um, people were throwing her like just different stuff, you know, stubby. Someone threw a fucking stubby holder. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah mate because she stops and talks for a bit you know and then she's sitting on the piano and then she plays the piano and then she's sitting next to the guy the drummer was just fucking insane like yeah. um, it was really you know you wish you just watched it and you go damn i wish i could play an instrument well because she's got a really good guitarist and a good bass guitarist and you know and the, the guy on the drums was just phenomenal i'll have to ask my cousin because my cousin knows all the top drummers he um runs he, he he like looks after some big drumming uh manufacturer in in england but his drumming was just phenomenal like you know like you just can't you think how in the hell can i hit that drum so many times different drums and everything else because they've got their feet on them as well yeah you think crikey the dexterity these people have but no I have to their, say feet, like, their feet are going at different times to the hand yeah to the hand you know, they've yeah. got four different beats going you're like what have you but yeah, thanks Matilda for that. It was just phenomenal. I said, yeah, let's go in the mosh pit. And Matilda goes, I don't think I could stand for two hours. And I thought, it reminded me. Do you remember, Steve, you used to go to cross country. My mum used to have that like walking stick, but it had like yeah, a, with a triangle handle. Yeah. And you, you, you click it and you could like, sit on it. I said, we'll yeah. get you one of those. You could take that in. Was that but, a Valentine's gift, was it? That was Valentine's gift. You bought them. It was quite hard to get because what happens is when the ticket thing opens, they only let so many people in at a time. Like a hundred people at a time or five hundred people at a time, because otherwise, you know, that you're going, Oh, I'll have that ticket. And then before you paid for it, someone else has already got it. So yeah. then someone so she was like waiting ages and ages to get in and then finally got the tickets. And she'd been it's funny because we went to Ant Middleton and then 
we I watched the other night. Um, the recommendation for Netflix is, and sorry if I'm talking a lot, a lot. I haven't been on for a couple of weeks, have I? <laughs> um, no, you're right. Uh, we are the world. Do you remember the song? Yeah, yeah. We are the world. We are the yeah, the sort of like for the famine in Africa. Yeah. yeah. And um it was all like and then they showed some of like when they had the live aid concert and I said, Oh, I wish I'd gone to more concerts when I was younger. We should start going to some more concerts. And Matilda's like biting her lip because she's trying to keep quiet and say, Oh, I've got pink <laughs> tickets. Yeah, the ticket. <laughs> I've got pink tickets. But that was she'd already bought them months and months ago. But it wasn't in it wasn't in relation to me going, we should go to more concerts. But we were looking at who could we go to. Like you're thinking, yeah. Although I'd go to Miley Cyrus. I reckon that would be good because she's she's a good singer. But Pink can actually really sing live really well. She's very talented. And her daughter came on and sung as well, which is brilliant. It was just yeah, it just blew me away, mate. I've I was just thinking, yeah. Just before you come on, I mentioned that you'd done your hundred park run and mm. um yeah, I threw a text out here on the the podcast group thread there on Messenger, and I said, "Oh, well done." There's probably they're probably all pretty quick times, and you wrote, "Yeah, 90, 99 point something percent of them be all under twenty three. I got the stats here because I'm a bit of a stat guy. Oh, yeah, you've done it. Right, you, so, you, you looked me up. Yeah, I just looked you up off my results because I just got to find your name and then you go and click into Nathan Barden. So on your hundredth park run, your fastest park run, nineteen minutes fifty three. Yep, that, that was the podcast sub twenty attempt for Wax. That was um, on the short course. That was on the older course. Yeah, that was on the older course. Yeah, but still, still sub twenty. You yeah. know, seven seconds. I'll take it. I'll take seven it. Seven seconds over that last sort of fifty or sixty meters. I reckon you'd still get it. Yeah. Um, and your slowest was fifty nine fifty nine. I don't know what that was. Was that obviously you like? You know a what that was? That was problem. when everyone got given zero because they fucked yeah. up. Part okay. One. I All right, so that, that explains that. So mine yeah. would be the same. I've had a couple of minutes. Well, when was my first ever one? About 26 minutes. I'll tell you. Hang on. 2019. Going back, going back to Nathan Barden's very first park run. 25.08. There you go. Not bad. Yeah. And then every week I was knocking like 30 seconds off. And then I started beating Tick. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, never look back. <laughs> Even better. I got your average. So your average park run time is 22 minutes 11. There you go. Shit. Yeah. Good. That's good, That's eh? Right. Hey, I'm happy with that. What percent was I right with my 99% under 23 minutes? Oh, I have no idea. Um, no. Your average overall position is 17. So your average across the you line. Know my best position was third at uh, Harris Avenue, I think. There you go. But yeah, yeah. over the, over time, you've actually got, um, you went quicker than slower than I started speeding up because every week that was the only I I was doing CrossFit and then I'd just run once a week. You know, Steve's dad was tick was like, You must be running, you can't just come up, turn up and just and I thought oh, that's the power of CrossFit, you know. <laughs> yeah, fittest, fittest man on fittest people on earth. And um um I just just and I think for for a while without doing the lots of running, that actually did help to a certain extent. And I was knocking about 30 seconds off. Then I think I got to about 22 minutes and I could not bust it. Then I finally got under 22. Yeah. Finally got under 21. And then I then I went under the 20 minutes. Yeah. But um hold on anyway. Yeah, thanks, mate. It was um hundreds good, fun. eh? Where are you at, Steve? Oh, he's done a few uh, yeah. one fifty, maybe more. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't you done a, you've missed a lot for training. And Matt Archer came. I don't know. I don't know if Matt came because I was doing my hundredth, but Matt Archer's like we done we've done five hundred. Yeah. And uh he 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 ran as well. How old's Matt? How old's Matt, you reckon? 
50-something. 50, 50, late 50s, I think. Yeah, he posted, he, um, he said to me after park run, he goes, I've got a, I got a marathon effort, half marathon tomorrow to see where I'm at for my fitness. And he goes, should be interesting because he's only been running since injury for so long, like six or seven weeks. And he got his 15th year in a row of doing a sub 90 minute half marathon today. Jesus. I've seen on Instagram, uh, Neil Wood was putting up stories. He was on the bike filming and, <laughs> and mate, even Matt Archer might've been injured, but geez, he's bit as like he's yeah. ripped, man. There's not an ounce of fat on him. So he's obviously yeah. been cross training the house down. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's fit. Um, yeah, imagine, uh, I, I'm not sure how old he is, but he's fit and he's 15 years in a row at being able to maintain a sub 90 minute half marathon is pretty good. Eh? Just talking about park run, um, like because so Scotty shout out and Matilda's called him my new boyfriend because he's always <laughs> a photo, he's always sharing a photo of me and him. And um, Matilda got a PB as well yesterday. She wasn't oh, yeah. trying yeah. for it, and then she she, she oh she's oh, I think I might have just missed it, and she beat it by about ten seconds. Yeah, she, yeah. she did it um, in the old shoes too. I paid out of her at the start line saying, "Where's your new shoes?" She goes, "Oh, I like these in vapors. She's better. Yeah, she wore the old vapors, man." Yeah. For that short stuff, yeah. Um, and I'll tell you, actually, running with my new mate, Nigel, shout out to Nigel De La Rosa. Um, uh, we, have, we have a good chat. It's, it's It definitely helps having someone to do that. Oh, fair play to Matilda as well this morning because we went out late last night, so she had a bit of a sleep in. She went and ran 16, 16 hilly Ks around here on her own, and I, um, that, that was a good effort, and it was hot and humid, so good effort. Um, she's, she's looking like on track for... Okay, for Gold Coast, the first marathon. Uh, me and Nigel were having a good chat, and I said, oh, well, I might have to cut the time because we were starting later. Let's cut the distance down. And actually, that made me 66K for the week, which was a 20% jump on last week. So I've got to be careful because mm. my calf was hurting this morning. But it's directly behind. See, because I was sat down for so long and I probably had a few beers, might have been dehydrated, I had a bit of water retention in my legs. And on my shin, I whacked it in the week, and I've got a – it's not infected, but it's not 100% on the front of my shin. And right behind that on the calf was where I got this – When about four or five K to go, I start, my calf started hurting. And when I finished, when I pushed on it, I was like, ow. So I massaged it a bit. I put some iodine on my cut, and I used my compression legs. And that, and then I took a ibuprofen and a paracetamol. And I've not had an uh, an ache from it for the rest of the day. So I'm, I've, but I'm not going to run tomorrow. And I iced it as well. I'm just going to see how it goes. Hopefully I haven't done anything. You're a bit of a guru. We were talking about you earlier. Steve Woolley is injured. He's uh, got some sort of groin. What is it called? Tendinopathy? Uh, yeah, self-diagnosed. So I might be wrong, but uh, from what I've seen on YouTube, it's like it tendon tendinopathy in the groin like you sort of know it, Nathan, it what's flexor? joined or what so what tell me hip flexor it's like in here like he hasn't pulled his pants down by the way not, not yet like, <laughs> you know like oh your abductor there and then it sort of comes across the front that's your abductor oh, i'll have to look in my book that's more like your abductor up into like yeah. um What's that? It moves. It's strange because it moves around a bit. Sometimes it feels like it's on the front of my leg, but like at the like join of where all your muscles and everything joins the like hip bone. But then sometimes it feels like it's sort of more in the inside. It's all in that area. 
Yeah, it's like hard. You can't massage it really because it's so such an awkward spot. I'll just get your hip replaced now, mate. I'm like, well, you can. Yeah, I'll, um, I've got a, but I'm going to go see a physio this week because I'm. Well, you know, you could go and see it. Really, would sort you out. He probably, um, probably oh, hold down no. X-ray. You know, I'm going to say Jeff. You know, yeah, I'm going to say uh, Jeff Harding. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to say go and see Mark. No, yeah. no. I thought I can go and see Jeff. Yeah. Uh, meet me, I'll make Jeff, Dr. Jeff Harding out at Sandgate because he might ultrasound it or send you for an X-ray. Um, yeah. it, it actually ultrasound it probably fine, right? Is it? But you'd want to stick a needle in it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't care. Like if it was going to. How long you had it? it? It's on and off. Like, and I was saying to Steve earlier, it's like Christmas you monotonous said. running. Yeah, I've had it for a while, but like, it's like monotonous running seems to aggravate it. Like, it's weird because the sessions don't seem to bother it until after, like, I have a bit of pain after, after it. it. But it's like the You're getting long... stiffness. You like stiffness in that. Have you tried knocking it on the? Have you tried some Voltaren every day, just like for for two weeks? I know it sounds silly, but a Voltaren every morning. Taking tablets, Voltaren, Voltaren tablets, like with food. Like try that for a week, see if that just might knock it on the head. If not, you might need something stronger, or you might like need an ultrasound just to see there might be some inflammation because I had the ultrasound on my ankle. Inflammation. So, I had an ultrasound on, and, and ultrasounds you usually get for free. I had an ultrasound on my, on my ankle, and they said there wasn't, e- and it showed that there wasn't even any inflammation of the tendon. So, you know what, though, since I got told that, this is psychological, I haven't really had a problem with my. Ankle. Same thing, my shin. I, I had the, like the worst shin splints. I went and had the ultrasound done on it. There's nothing wrong with they, it. And they said, oh, there's like mild inflammation on it. No, like right. nothing. And I, I mean, I run it as hard as I could, like 45 minutes before I went to make sure it was really sore and yeah, nothing mm. bizarre. Eh? You don't think so when you've got a tendinopathy that you don't really want to be stretching it. You want to be like, um, Strengthening it. yeah. And, and trying to get that inflammation around it down. Like, so ice, heat, ice, heat, finish with ice. Just to, to help and some Voltaren. And if that doesn't knock it on the head, you might you could go for something a bit stronger, prescription uh, medication. Um still got some naproxen. Yeah, well, yeah. Um but the, the other thing with naproxen is that uh it can cause a little bit of insulin sensitivity. So insulin resistance. So you like might spike your shit. But you're all right, you're not you're not diabetic. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, you might just Google it for the proxim for tendon uh, inflammation, tendonitis. But yeah, you've probably just a bit of a groin strain, maybe. Do you don't remember that you didn't slip at work or you didn't slip on something or you just didn't go to, you stuck in a position for a while and then got Last time I felt it was at a Strider's nighttime session. Mm. Felt it on the warm up and I just panned it. And then I just yeah. went, I got in the car, drove home. And then the next day I run, didn't feel it. And I thought, oh, I made the right call. But then it's just been just, you can Niggling. just feel it there a little bit. And then the more, it's just like. I would, mate, I'd go see your GP and see if you can ask for, uh, or see Jeff and um, tell him Nathan sent you again. Sorry <laughs> get to. Um, ultrasound, get an ultrasound. Yeah, because he's done um, a cortisone for me before. And it, it actually, he did it under ultrasound and it worked like 
I'm know. not saying you need that, but he might be able to, but he would probably, yeah, I think go and get an ultrasound on it just to see, because that that's the first step before you get, you know, any other, the, and, and usually that's pretty, an ultrasound would be pretty, they're pretty good. I, I tell you where I went, I went to um, iCloud um, at Strathpine, because usually a lot of people go to iMed, but iCloud at Strathpine, you can get in usually that day. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's around the back there, um, down the far end of, and round a bit down from the shopping centre. Yeah. Sorry to um totally change subject, but um four strangers have been arrested yes. as police probe marathon mm. runner Kelvin Kipton's death. So that's um I told you it was the, the Elliot Hit Squad, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. They were all yeah, it's pretty, the, pretty uh, weird when a joke turns first. into reality though. Bloody yeah. hell. They were wearing black they were wearing black balacarvers. Hey, that's nuts because like I wonder what I wonder if it, you know you don't know what goes on, do you? You know if they were going like they were laying, saying we want money for you because you knew you had money, give us your money and everything else, or we're going to something's going to happen, and the whole family's in the car. Uh, it's very sad if that has happened. Um, so what, but, does they, what do they say, Steve? The police um, arrested people under suspicion after visiting his house the day before. Yeah, yeah, and then the next day after yeah. the accident, arrested him. Is that correct? Visited his house and then yeah something but i mean it's pretty sketchy but I'm sure more information will come out about that i think in another week we'll know exactly what's happened it'll be all over the media everywhere you wonder if these people have some sort of security or they don't but they probably need it because if you think about it like they are superstars man holy shit but they're, they're super rich compared to the normal people of, that around they live so they you know like they might just turn up and go we want money or we want or we're going to kill you Mate, yeah. Elliot, Elliot's a multi-millionaire. I bet he has security. So imagine him, like if yeah. they kidnapped him. That's uh, why yeah. he employs so many people um, in his village to work for him, because he sort of gives you a bit of protection as well. There's, there's, there's a there's a there's a method to the madness. Mm. But um, uh, my good mate, or I would say my best mate, Lee Byers, his cousin was he lives in South Africa. They were invaded and they were all shot. For really? shot for money, and he was a Olympian pistol shooter, and they knew he had guns, so they went and they shot him first before oh, he could get to the yeah. gun. Shit! In front of the wife, and then they think they shot his what his uh, wife and kids at gunpoint. Yeah, you know, like animals just for their after money, you know. But um, like I wouldn't surprise you. They, they go this one. This guy's an easy hit. You know, he's out there running all the time. We know where he travels. We know that there there they go again. Right. You know, it's like, um, and you just brush it off and go, ah, oh, here, they're just joking. Yeah, no, no, go away, leave us alone. Um, but you just don't know. It's, it's very sad. It's unfortunate as well that such a young, it's happened to such a young person. But hopefully, because his wife survived, so that she might, you know, hopefully be able to shed some light on it when she's able to of what's happened. Mm. Yeah, hopefully she's all good. We've got a bit of other news to get through, Steve. Um, yeah. Ella McCartney, tell us that story. Yeah, um, Ella McCartney, local. Well, she's from Noosa. She trains with Beth Beth McKenzie regularly. Yeah, yep. she was in uh, Victoria to run a marathon. She was winning, and then at thirty five k, she's um, it's like collapse or something, and end up in the medics tent. 
Mm. Heart rate over 200 BPM. This is Ella who we had on the yeah. podcast. No, oh no. No, she was... She was involved in the um, Jetty to Jetty controversy. Yeah, but she was winning outright. Yeah. So and at thirty five k's, something happened. Body just shut down. She she wrote on her Instagram, "I was winning until I wasn't." So see something went bad. Hope hope she's all good. What about um similar thing happened to Dion Allen in uh, New Zealand? Yeah, Dion Allen. He's from the Sunny Coast. Runs with the Sunny Coast Dark Runners. That group. Um. He did, I think he's around 14 hours for the 100K um, Black Hall last year. And he basically went, I've conquered that. I'm going to do my first miler. I think he got to around the 140K. was going okay, but um, basically his body shut down at the last checkpoint. So with about 20K to go, he still had 20K to go. His body wasn't taking on any fluids or gels. Um, and he shut down. He, apparently, he was in the medic's tent in the semi-unconscious state, I guess, for a couple of hours. And when he come through, he decided that's that's it. These races over. I'm done. Um, he's all good, though. I've uh, seen some footage of him, some photos and recovery today. He's doing ice baths. Um, I guess recovery after 140Ks, you're still recovering regardless of the situation on the day. But, yeah, it would be a tough event. Um, man, it's like you think, ah, oh, he's nearly there, but still, still got a, nearly a half marathon to go. It's such a, such a long way to run, yeah. especially yep. if it's off road. It's, yeah. uh, you know, he'll, you know, and that's what he's like doing 160 kilometers on the flat. He's completely <clears throat> 160 kilometers on trail yeah. and through hills. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. Crazy. It's a crazy outing really like Daniel Jones, you know, four thirty-one average for seven hours forty, over one hundred and five k's, and the amount of elevation they cover. It's not. It's not as much as some of the local. What is it? Two, 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 two three, thousand or two, something. three, yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, two, four. But um, obviously going the extra sixty k would be a lot different after that. Um, and obviously the body trying to work out nutrition, let alone one hundred k's. Imagine going another sixty percent on top of that trying to work that out and and sort of get it right for race day if it was your first go it's not cool hey i got a, a bit of a bit better story to tell a bit funnier okay instead of all these people crashing on the course dara king he runs king's run coaching um he uh came second up at the beer at, at night two weeks yeah, ago on the, on the third of saturday the third yep he went up as a coach support role Okay, because he had a few people that he obviously follows or, or or he's coaching running the event. Someone said, Oh, here's a if oh, I can't I can't run if you want to jump in. Um, he went to the car, he said, Sure, I'll go, I'll go to the car, I get his trail shoes. He got I sent you as a picture on the the podcast thread there. He's got a two dollar ninety nine torch. So, oh, is that what that was? Right. So we're talking a little flashlight. It costs three got... bucks from Office Works. Takes three AA batteries. Not what, right, what time race? What race was it? The Beer half marathon. Half marathon. About seven hundred meters elevation. Um, what time did it kick off? Six p.m. So it would be dark after the first half hour. So an hour and a half. He's holding a torch in his hand. Someone handed him a flask. So the minimum requirement was a five hundred ml flask. Fill the flask up full of water. <laughs> a few chews apparently like just a couple little blocks chew blocks 
and off he went, picked up second place. <laughs> oh, good on him. How oh, good, eh? What ah. a weapon. Yeah. So, yeah, he, got, he went from going up to support and um, being sort of the coach to all of a sudden getting admins onto the into into the event and picked up a second place, a solid second too, apparently. So, um, and and go even further with that, he had twenty percent battery on his watch, so they didn't even know if it was going to record oh. on Strava, and everyone was giving him shit saying, "Well, it's not on Strava, it's not going to." He didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> he still got to the end. Wow! So what a weapon, eh? legend. Pretty cool. Did yeah. um? Did you guys watch the Mori Plant Classic? In uh, oh, re- in Melbourne during the week, and yeah. Oh man, the, good, uh, eh? the the men's mile was so good. It was between uh, he come down to Stewie McSwain and uh, Jake Whiteman from the UK, and yeah. don't yeah. know how, but Stewie held him off. It was a great finish. Just held him off with the you know about fifty meters to go. He was fading. And um, yep. just somehow managed to keep his chest in front of him, and so Stewie McSwain got the got the win. He almost Richard tripped Rice. up. He almost tripped yeah. up with about twenty or thirty minutes to go. Eh? Someone clipped him, eh, from behind. Yeah. Oh, there's that young guy. I can't think of his name. Um, real, he's only he like the, seventeen. I'm pretty sure he's got the world under twenties world record now. That fella. Only like half a second or something behind Stewie. They just all crossed the line at one sort of hit, but obviously the win's the win. And he's the under twenty world champion at the moment. Yeah, it's crazy, Nuts, man. Nuts. But so many other good results, man. There's two women. I think they got under fifteen minutes in the five k. Yep, Izzy Bat Doyle and Rose Davies both went under fifteen minutes, which is, you Fine. know, massive for for um the females. Um, the men's five yeah. k was won by Jack Rayner in oh. a uh, another awesome race to watch that one. Because he uh, sort of put good. put a huge kick in with about five hundred to go, and put probably twenty twenty five meters between him and second and third, and then with like two hundred meters to go, second place was um, Matt Ramsden. Started reeling him in real quick, and he yeah. got within about oh man, probably four meters of him, and then Jack Rayner looks up at the screen that obviously. You know, he's showing the race live in the stadium and saw how close he was and then put in a put he in a big that kick. last 68 yeah, really yeah. hard. Yeah. But uh, that was another wicked race to watch. Man, I watched that three times now. So good. Oh, it'd be so good to run quick on the track. It'd be just uh, awesome. But um uh also the British athletics champs are on at the moment indoor and uh like Brisbane guy, I mean, he is British, but he, he spent a lot of time in Brisbane running with the Burt squad. Young guy, Adam Fogg, he's in the final of the men's 1500. I think it's about three in the morning, our time. Yeah. And uh, he's, I think he's got the Olympic qualifying time already. So if he may, if he wins this, he's in the 1500. Yeah. So if you follow his YouTube channel, I've been like a long time subscriber the fog dog exclusive, it's called. Yeah. yeah. It's all, what sort of times are you running as opposed to like, because uh, they did the one miler in Melbourne in that Murray Plant tournament. But h- how fast is he as opposed to that sort of times? Is he quicker or all the same? Oh, I'd say he'd be just as quick, if not quicker. He's so just, he would have been right in the mix. He, he's in America 
training with one of the university squads and he's just improved in like leaps and bounds in the last few months. He's just had like a massive breakthrough and um, he's just winning everything. And I, th- I think it's sort of like he's definitely the best in England or in Britain. So oh, you you would think he'll make the Olympic team. And um, that's pretty cool to have to, to a young guy that I've seen running, you know, I've run at the same events as him on the track and to think that he's making the Olympics is pretty, pretty cool. And uh, yeah, if, if you haven't subscribed to his YouTube channel, check it out. Cause it's pretty funny. I'll miss the old videos where, that he used to do with um local guy, Matt Hanson and another guy, Luke, I think it's, it's Luke McCutcheons, but they used to call him bike. Yeah. going bike um when he was in his videos they were always really uh entertaining but yeah uh his youtube channel is brilliant because he sort of um documents all his u.s training and shit they're doing at uni and all the uh the big races and the big meets that he's been in recently so yeah. if you can't sleep in the middle of the night jump on youtube and watch the stream awesome that, that'll be pretty cool Hey, something cool happened um, on Wednesday. Not cool at the time, but I was running in a pair of brand new tempos. They've only done, I bought them last year in August with a birthday discount at DFO. Um, I think your dad might have bought some at the same time. I'm not sure. But anyway, they were down to $160 from $280, I think is the actual retail price. And then birthday discounts like 20% off that or something like that. And I ended up picking them up for $129. I thought, yeah, I'll just grab them. Because um, I was actually enjoying Nathan picked me up a pair for about 96 bucks or something ages ago. And they got like 700 Ks on them. But the AirPod is just starting to wear through on the sole. So obviously, yeah. once that, if it keeps wearing, wearing, you're going to blow an AirPod regardless. Anyway, it's running along. Um, I thought, what's that noise? I could hear this. Tss, tss, tss. Yeah, it blew a right, right shoe, right outside AirPod. Got a, it's got a split in it. That's is it right. the vapors the vapor flies no the tempos so oh. it's right on the seam where it meets the bottom of the shoe like the sole of the shoe not the very bottom like the, mm. the rubber but the up the upper part and i thought oh shit and i thought i wonder when i bought them kylie she purchased them on her nike app or whatever back back when we did it so i looked it up and it was august i thought oh shit I haven't run very far in them. I'm just going to give them a call because I, I log everything on Strava. And they've only done 69 Ks as of that run on Wednesday. It was 14 with the Wednesday Warriors. I rang up some guy. He answers the phone. He goes, oh, I'll put you on to JB. He's the he's the guy with all the clue. He goes, oh, he goes, I've got no idea. I'm just working here, but I'll pass you on to JB. This JB guy used to work at uh, ASICS over at Indrapilly, right? So he's a bit of a guru, shoe guru. And he gets on, he goes, mate, he goes, you wouldn't believe it since those shoes. He goes, I think it's just a mass production problem. They're trying to push out that many shoes. Yeah. He goes, mate, bring them back in. He goes, I'll have a look at them, but I'm happy to give you a refund for what you paid for them. And he goes, can you oh, swap them? Um, or you can swap them for something in store. They had nothing really there. They had some. Paper fly threes, please. They had nothing, man. Nothing at all. They had kids size four or five vapors um yeah nothing in my size like my size is obviously an issue but when they got them they got them I said, hang on are they alcoholic beers you're drinking Nate? you must have had three or four <laughs> uh, uh, that's my second one <laughs> oh mate they're, they're hammer and tongs yeah. just knacking them 
Been out the sun. Hey, Dad, it's cold. It's so thirsty, eh? And then you just. Oh, it's oh, it cold. Mate, like I said, like, your dad was having a go at me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> in life, I said, mate, I had four schooners last night. I was loving it. I was like, I want to be in the mosh pit. And your dad goes, oh, you party animal. <laughs> you four beers <laughs> and you're gone. <laughs> at least you backed up. At least you went running. You could have easily just slept in. Yeah, mate. mate, you know what, though? Thank you to Nigel because he keeps me accountable. Because I said to him, if I wasn't meet, if I wasn't meeting Nigel this morning, I probably would have just rolled over, hit the fucking snooze, and gone and turned it off, and just gone back to sleep and gone. Oh, I've got to get get it done. But I'd said to him, we were going to meet at four thirty, and then at ten o'clock, oh, I don't know where it was. It was about eight thirty. I said, mate, Pink's not even on yet. Can we make it like five? And he went, yeah, no worries. So it's, it's, it, you know. It's easy. It's good to do. And he likes someone. He likes someone to run with. And um, we have a good bit of banter. Um, and uh, it, you know, I was like, oh fuck, I'm just gonna get up and do it. I oh, know I'll be all right on four hours sleep. And but I just knew I had a bit of work um, to do today. Um, anyway, fuck. Got to catch up. Oh mate, I've got, I can have a line. In, I can have a line in the morning, so I don't have to be um, at work till ten. So, mate. Um... Former guest of the show, Dave, David Stoff, Dave the Runner, and um, Tomo. You've you, oh. you read him talk. They run at uh, the Brisbane Road Runners Five Mile Champs. Man, they both they were like a second apart. That a sprint finish. Yeah, I think um, Dave might have just got him, but man, they run twenty eight oh one, which is an average of three twenty seven, and they eat like they were. I think they run the last two or three Ks like under 325. So the last yeah, K was like 318. Yeah. And that's bloody good running in this in these conditions. I think Dave pipped him, obviously, because of the last – I think the last split's the 8.1. The point one's at like 230 a kilometre or something. Yeah. <laughs> so they obviously finish. Yeah, proper. But yeah. Hey, you going back to me um, shoes. Here we go. I'll just finish this off. So long story short – Nike had nothing, got the credit back on the card, rolled into Adidas. I went, oh, sitting there going, oh, shit. And I'm sitting there, my wife goes, oh, what about those? There's the size 13. I said, no, nah, it's 12 and a half. She goes, no, it says 13. I said, yeah, that's UK. I went, oh, no, it's US. Pull them out. Um, they're the Takumi Send 9s. Um, 280 bucks reduced to 107. Oh, <laughs> so, then my credit that I got for the Tempos, I bought them. So they're a bit of a faster sort of run shoe for like a bit of tempo work or 5K, 10K sort of race day. Um, got them and then went out and we had something to eat at the same time with the the leftover. So stoked as. Talking of shoes, Steve, your dad got those new balance. Um, and Nigel got a pair for 150 bucks in his size at New Balance. He said, they are so comfy. He goes, I reckon I could run a marathon in these. That was his first run in them. He said, really comfy. I thought, oh, I wouldn't mind a pair, but I have to. Mate, they're just like, they're, they are really good shoes, but the problem is, is that you need to glue the insoles. Insoles. In. Yeah, everyone I've heard has oh. insole problems. They just slide back up to the heel. Did your dad have a problem with his, Steve? Yeah, I think they're sliding around in his shoes too. Like, everyone who's ever. got them has the same issue. But yeah. no more nails would be fine. Just something, just uh, even if it was just in one or two spots, because it's mm. like they don't move immediately. It's just like over time, it's like millimeters. And then by the end of a, like, say, 10K run, they're up your heel. 
Yeah. Stick that's the why Nike, Nike do that and have a little insole, but they stick them in. Yeah. I read a bit of a I, hack somewhere about insoles. So if you've got a shoe that's having issues like that, pull the insole out in the shoe, let them dry, so out in the sun, say for a half an hour or something, just to dry any surface moisture. And they reckon women's hairspray. Yeah. Right? And then you just spray both sides, so the bottom of the sole, the inside of the shoe, let it go tacky for a minute and then put it back together, put it into position so it gives you a bit of time to move and then just let it dry out. So apparently it sticks, but if you need to pull it out, you can just rip it out. How about men's hairspray? Same yeah, thing. I don't know anyone. We, me and Steve know nothing about that. <laughs> yeah. Do they sell it? <laughs> yeah, is, it is, is that even a thing, Nathan? Mate, I used to use my mum's hairspray when I was a kid. Do you remember I used to have my hair brushed back? <laughs> I used to use hairspray to keep it in place. Yeah. And it's a secret fact about me. What is, oh, man, they use hairspray in the uh, – if you – here's a little hack. If you, if you live in an older home um, – yeah. If you accidentally break a bit of asbestos, you spray it with hairspray and it seals all the fibers. Oh. Well, they always say to us, if you accidentally break some and there's hairspray handy, just like, shh. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't have any handy, do you? you two the, seals nah. the, seals yeah. the fibers. And another little trick you can do too is if you've got to drill a hole through, like just say if you're like electricians and that have to sometimes drill through it, like you put a like a shaving foam cap, fill it with shaving foam and put it over the hole and then drill through that. Absorbs all the fibers. The fibers go into the shaving foam. Best to just get it removed if you can afford it. Yeah. yeah. I only bought a house once and it was, was, the whole house inside was made of asbestos. My dad said, don't bother because he said, you want to put a change of plug socket or you want to hang a picture on the wall, you just like. And mate, it costs thousands to get it removed mm. i've been to a house once for a, a client that i've worked for who, who was looking at buying an investment house and i went and had a look for him and every single part of the house was asbestos from inside to outside to roof to everything oh, the, no. the only thing that wasn't asbestos was the doors and the windows and i said to him mate this is like probably like 50 grand to get that shit removed like don't don't waste your money so it's off topic what we're talking about, but I got one question for Nathan. I've been meaning to ask him for weeks, man. He's been um, doing the road to London way earlier than you need to. He thought there was only sixteen weeks or something, and it was as it turned out, it was like twenty plus weeks. So he started his do uh, a video tomorrow. Track sessions coming tomorrow. Track sessions almost last year, I reckon. But um, how how do you reckon you you're going with all that? The track sessions are they improving your overall fitness and strength, or how, how, what's happening there? I'm glad you asked because you reminded me about something I wanted to say. So I've been running with Joel. And, you know, like when you get to know someone a bit better and you think, oh, I know that, you know, you're probably thinking, oh, this person's been running a while. Yeah. And he noticed something that someone had told me without even watching me run. I went to an osteopath a year and a half ago in France. And he knew, I told him I was running a lot, marathons and whatever. And he said, I can tell by your unflexible hips that when you run, you go up and down a lot. So the oscillations is high to cover the distance because you're just not running. Your leg, you know, you have to get up. Joel said, Nathan, you can, on Tuesday, we're doing six 1K intervals with two-minute break in between where we'd walk diagonally across the track. He said, 
you run very quad dominant. You're sitting like down in your thing. You said you need to be using your your glute, which is the biggest muscle in the body, and your hammies more. He said, you're so much faster than a 320 marathoner. He said, you need to push your hips, you know, lift yourself up a bit, push your hips forward, uh, lean forward at the hips, he said, and do a slightly higher cadence. So my, and he, and it must be hard to go, oh, I wonder how someone's going to accept when I say maybe you could you should do this of making this observation. Um so oh I listen, I went, yeah, okay, well, I'll try. He says, just make your arms a bit faster and bring your foot down a bit quicker. So, you know, higher cadence. So anyway, like it's the last rep, it's, you know, like six. So the sick one K and it's pretty hard. I've been doing four Oh sevens a K and Claire was beating me by a fair old distance. So I just changed that. I was stayed with Claire for that last K. I actually ran 20 seconds faster my heart rate was lower and uh, my cadence increased and then i overtook claire at the end and you know like i probably had about 40 i think about 40 50 meters on it 40 meters on it at the end and i was like you know it worked and he'd seen what my osteopath had, thought he knew he would see if if i ran joel had seen that and um had given that advice and i tell you that it made a difference so uh, since I've been running this the, the rest of the week, I've been trying to work on that, my easy runs. And and I can feel my, do you know what, uh, Saturday morning, my, my glutes were killing me because obviously I've been working more on them. And the real running today, my cardiovascular-wise, I felt really good today. Even on four hours sleep, we were doing like four, five, four, five, 14, five, 12 a K for 23 K. We were chatting away. Even though my heart rate average, I think one fifty four, one fifty five, I was, I didn't. That is doesn't feel bad to me. Um, we were chatting away, and um, yeah, I just um, my legs were starting to hurt. I think that's the way I need to work on. Is that now those longer rounds on Sundays for that muscle endurance? Um, so, but otherwise, cardiovascular. I think that yeah, it's do some strengthening. And uh, and that's what I but I've been working outside now. I'll tell you what I've been working on. Well, my core's been working without me knowing it. Um, and so I just want to make sure I do a bit more leg strengthening, core, and um, my cardiovascular wise, I'm feeling quite good. Yeah. So you're benefiting from these um Tuesday speed sessions, obviously. Yeah, I think so. It'd be interesting to see. I think because I'm running faster at those speed sessions, you do, you run faster. And me and Steve talk, spoke about it in the week. That's probably why he's, he's got his hand up. Um, we said, well, I'm running faster than you know, my pace at, at London is going to be about 4.45 a K. Um, but I'm running at four minutes a K and sometimes faster on the track. Because if you just get into running at 4.45 a K, that's you, you're – that's all your body's getting used to. But if you get used to running faster, your body goes, oh, I know how to run that fast. I know um, Joel just had a pretty good run at Sandgate Park Run, but I reckon that you and Joel, are, like what, as soon as the temperatures drop, you'll run some real quick um, park runs. Oh. You, like you, you, you especially. I mean, Joel's getting progressively quicker each week. But I reckon that yep. you will have a huge breakthrough from the weeks and weeks and weeks of track sessions. 
So you know, because I'm type one diabetic, every three months, it should be every three months, I get my blood tests done. And my doctor always does a full blood count and everything else, white blood cells, red blood cells, which is good because it's a good way to pick up if you've got cancer, you know, like white blood cell count. And in July, my hematocrit was, I'd stopped using my altitude machine, my hematocrit dropped, my red blood cell count went below, should be... um. 150 my hemoglobin is a minimum between 150 and 170 it should be average person it was low i just did it a couple of weeks ago saw my doctor on um tuesday uh, thursday i'm anemic my hematocrit's gone down again and my red blood cell count is down to 138 so i'm 10 percent lower so if i can get that up it may be that i'm just not getting enough we hope it's not i'm not getting enough iron in my diet if it's if I do an iron supplements and I'm going to do an iron infusion in three months time, it's still low. It could be I'm bleeding somewhere internally. I don't think it is that. I think it's just I'm just not getting enough iron. And I've put a lot of effort in running in the heat and everything else. We're not like normal Joe blogs. Goes to work, doesn't do any exercise, or goes to the gym once a week. We're out there like it's 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 hard to run in 35 degrees. With the humidity it is, you're sweating your nuts off. Um, you're putting a lot of effort, on, you know, a lot of exertion on the body. I reckon that's probably what it is. He said, oh, it's not to do with the running, but what he thinks we run and what we actually do is probably two different things. So, um, Mate, it's super common for runners to be anemic. It's like yeah. it actually happens in the in your feet. It, the, the cells get damaged from the pounding on the soles of your feet. So it's like, well, look at like a lot of young females. I remember we had girls we used to run with, they'd never had a period until they stopped running until they were like 19, 20. You know, they'd never, because their body just couldn't, you know, afford to lose the blood. So I reckon that it could well be we've been running hard through wind, through summer. And um, so I'm going back on the altitude machine at least an hour every day. Iron supplements. I'm going to do an iron infusion, and again, yeah, just see if that hopefully might knock it on here. But imagine if I could increase my red blood cell count by ten percent. What effect that would have on my running? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. running yeah. quicker. Yeah, I reckon. So, I reckon everyone, if you're an athlete, once a year, you go to your doctor and say, "Listen, can I just do a full blood count?" Yeah. Test? And check my levels of all my vitamins. You know, like, am I getting enough, if there's enough iron in me? You know, you can do all your vitamin B and you can check all that just to see white blood cell count, red blood cell count. Because you never know, you could be low yourself. You're not getting enough iron. And especially females are more likely to suffer with anemia than men. But yeah, I reckon it's a, it should be free, especially like in Australia or the UK. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I had mine done after Goldie. Yeah, I was I feeling a bit. I was feeling a bit rough. I think a few weeks after Goldie, and I was like, I was yeah, everything was normal. Iron was good, but I was taking iron tablets during the prep because I was worried about you know not eating enough iron and and running yeah. fucking you know hundred nearly a hundred k's a week. It takes it out. Of you, I think as well we are being pushed to eat less meat, especially less red meat. Um. And that is one of the reasons why that we probably don't get enough um, iron in our in our in our diet. Uh, when that test 
Steve, did they did they find anything in between your ears? Was it... <laughs> I didn't check for that. <laughs> Be confirmed. <laughs> no, nah, but he said you're it's worth having that. It's good. He bit, said it? your blood work is pristine. That was what he actually said. Oh, yeah. I was fucking over the moon. But then I was like, well, it should be. I live like a saint. I'm like exercising every day, watching what I eat. I hadn't, you know, hadn't drunk any alcohol for months. Yeah. So it should be, but, you know, life throws shit at you and you, you everything's going good and then anything can happen, eh? Like some fit and healthy people, just bad shit happens and that's the way it goes. Well, even in a race, you could be fit. You've done all the training. All of a sudden, something like, you know, like Ellen McCartney, something happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have a chat about this stuff here. Um, Saturday at Parkrun, the the last probably 20 Parkruns, I reckon, since late last year, they've just been destroying us. They've been humid, hot. So most of the mornings are 90% humidity or... 23 24 degrees sometimes even hotter which makes it worse this young fella his name is nathan clinic um he looks like a baby i think he's probably fresh out of wherever he got degree from and he's made this brand new product called rehydrate he showed up at parkrun on saturday with about 400 of these little 250 mil pouches ready to use um oral electrolyte solutions um, he had it there in orange and an apple and raspberry. Um, basically, rapidly reduces, it says on here, it says rapidly reduces fluid and electrolytes and the prevention of, and relief of dehydration caused by vomiting, diarrhea, heavy sweating, and excess alcohol consumption. To his um, excess alcohol consumption is not us. No, nah, it's not us, but we excessive sweating is one of the main <laughs> things. So, I'm going to have a chat with him during the week. I'll get back to everyone and 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 uh, get a full report on this. Um, he's a local fella. He just bought it down to Parkrun. And to his um, credit, he bought more than what was actually needed on a normal day, probably about 250 to 300 people at Parkrun. But um, due to the flooding during the week on Thursday, um, Peachtree was closed and Harris Avenue. So we had a lot of people come from a few different Parkruns extras. So for his, um, he, he gave out flyers and everyone got one or two of these. Some people had a couple I've seen walking around. Made but, in yeah, Brendale, aren't they? Made locally in Brendale. Made in Brendale. So that's local. Yeah, to play, giving all that all that product out. Yeah, it's his own business. He's only a young fella. I, I, I'd, at a guess, I'd say he's probably around 25 or maybe a couple of years younger. He didn't look very old. But um, to his credit, he bought them out on a really hot morning, super sweaty, handed them out to get the business Handed out flies, so I'll have a chat with him during the week, and I'll get back with a some sort of um. If we can get that in uh, most pharmacies, I think. Yeah, mm. I don't know. He said it's available um at all pharmacies, um at the moment, and he's trying to sort of get it out there to the public. Cool. So pretty Good cool for a, his own his own business, and he got out there and got it done. Well, wonder what his background is. Like, wonder why he went into that. I don't know. I'm going to have a chat with him. I got his number. I messaged, uh, I told him just to message me and I sent him a message. Might have a, um, yeah. He might, he might have a uh, dietitian background or something. Yeah, maybe. But I'll have a chat with him and have a bit of a talk. Um, and then next week I'll have some results and I'll have a bit of a chat about it. It's pretty cool. It's a little pouch. If everyone, everyone knows what those little yogurt, you know, squeezy type yogurt for the kids are, it's roughly probably twice that size, 250 mil, like a little small flask that you have in your running pack. Um, and it's basically, yeah. Yeah. 
It's pretty tasty. Cool. Wicked. Uh, cool. Any any other news? Covered everything we noted. Yeah, I think so. But well done, everyone out there. Yeah. Hope yeah, it's cooled uh, down guys... a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Temperatures dropped a little bit. Thank God. Yeah. Bit of a breeze today. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's what I mean about you, Nate. If you can get through these next couple of months without getting like an like an injury of some kind, you'll reap the rewards from all that hard work at the track for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You must be feeling pretty positive, mate. Uh yeah, I just um I just need to make sure I get those long runs in on the Sundays. But I'm nine weeks away, so um I I'll and I think the problem is I've just jumped up my calf's been a bit sore, but um, I think I've just jumped up a bit from last week to this week. I did three weeks at, like, I did a 66K, then I went to 56, 56, and then back up this week to 66. But uh, this week would be a bigger week. This would be a 70-plus week, I think. Yeah. So. Cool. Um, that's what gives me that confidence, those longer run on a Sunday. You know, getting up there, I think we'll, we'll probably go for about, Maybe twenty eight this week, uh, twenty eight thirty, and then just hit a thirty or thirty four. Yeah, you're just gonna have to roll with it from now. Um, don't worry about jumping up from last week. You're just gonna have to keep going. Yeah, and I don't know if that you know, like some people say they have a sweet spot seventy eighty k. Uh, the plan is go to a hundred k. That would be nice, I think. But I don't want to do a hundred k and injure myself, or you know. It, it, and you know, 100k over here is a bit different to 100k in, say, Europe. This time of year, especially. Oh, yeah, so you got to take into account. Um, but yeah, you know, like, you're just uh, nine weeks to go. Starting to get uh, towards the pointy end of it. You know, I was only saying to Tammy the other day, how good would it be to have like a really good, top quality industrial grade treadmill in an aircon room? Oh. Yeah. You know, just at least one day a week just to get out of the heat and just get a nice run in without dying from heat exhaustion. Yeah, anyway. Sure. All right. Now, next Sunday, I've got the SEQ Trail Series Round 5. We've got post Bunya. Yeah, Bunya. It's Bunya. Yeah. yeah. Let's hope haven't run too many trails, but I'm going to do a Taz Savage here and just go off my general fitness and give it a crack. When's Taz doing? When's the... Um... When's the is it Rotorua at or where was uh, it? Two weeks. He heads over in a in about ten or eleven days, I think. And he's yeah. off over there. Oh, he's done some big hours, isn't he? Done nineteen hours this week. So on Saturday, he done five hours twenty, I think. It's a hundred and seventy k ride, followed by an hour twenty run, seventeen k's at four forty pace. Thirty. He averaged thirty one kilometers an hour or so on the bike. So it's basically, for anyone that lives in Brisbane, he rode from sort of Strathpine Exit Way all the way to Bullcock Beach at Caloundra and then back down through Steve Irwin Way, the long way, back through Caboolture. Did he ever swim while he was there? <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, he had, he's surrounded by some really cool people, bright and early. Got a lot of mates out there, and Rory Morgan. Um, Anyone ride did, with him or did he ride on his own? Rory Morgan, he did the Dust or Dawn 60k the week before. We we're going to talk yeah. about that, but um, he he um he got on board and basically had some tunes going on the bike. He had one of those old school ladies' bikes, 
um, had some tunes going and um, he was basically the water boy. So he got all his nutrition in on the run after that huge ride, 170 clicks. But Taz, Taz probably exercises more on a Saturday than when he sleeps on a Friday night. So it's pretty crazy. And then today, today he backed it up with a 28k run. Oh, how far he went? Yeah, 28k's. He's been doing huge back-to-back stuff, like huge swims, doing double double exercise days. So same as Saturday, most of the other days he does a ride, run, run, swim, ride, swim, ride, run. You know what I mean? He keeps rotating through all those on the week, but he covered 19 hours this week. It's massive. Yeah, I don't so. think people realize what. Um... You know, the you have work that goes training. into that, but you have to do that training to, to be able to, well, beat the cutoffs as well. Yeah, yeah. That that's his last big weekend, though. He's on a taper now, so yeah, yeah he's got a taper. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's okay. good to be back. Um, um, it's just a show. I've just been trying to rush to get. Last week was a bit of an unfortunate. Couldn't couldn't get on. Um. And uh, with the the park run debacle still continues. Yeah. Mm. But, um, I got my results though. Came through that said the you know where I came in the men in my age group, mm. but I, I think they list it, do they? Um, on yeah. their on the website or whatever anymore. Yeah, as Pete said, they still got the they got the top male female times are missing as well as each age category top male and female. So they're missing a lot of results really. They just wiped them so they don't no longer exist anymore. Look, just to, just to touch on it, I mean, I didn't get to give my five cents worth. Um, I I can understand why they've done it because you've unfortunately what's happening is that people who are genetically a male. And now saying that they're female or they're a woman, um, even though they are a male and they're running in the female and then claiming the female record. So really, and as Mathilde said, the only people that are really being disadvantaged here are women because these people aren't going to beat the male record. Um, they're only, they're then going in and beating the female record. And I think what's happened is, see, if I was at Park Run and I was a female and I knew that person was a male and they just got the course record, I'd be like, hang on, they're a male, that's not allowed, and then it causes the, you know, the the they're only volunteers, and they're like, oh, I don't want to have to deal with this shit, you know, like it's not my fault, you know, what do I do, you know, and it, it just take it, they, they've sort of, I suppose, taken the easy route and gone, we don't want to have to deal with that, we can, we brush it under the carpet, we're not having that anymore, and it's it sort of like right. got got rid of it rather than maybe we can come to a better solution to maybe a solution would be whatever's on your birth certificate is male or female. And if you don't identify as a, a male anymore, even though you've got a penis uh, between your legs, then you can go in other. Yeah. You can have male, female, other, and you have to go in other, you know, and there's no non-binary or whatever. You just go in other avoids that, um, avoids that issue. But um, oh, mate, I think tricky, the right? easiest solution is if you really want to be inclusive, just create, and a transgender category. Yeah. Yeah. Transgenders. Like, like, is that offensive if you identify as a woman, but you're a biological man? Is it offensive to call you a trans? Like, or are you? It's uh, that way. That's a, it's only still only one category. So it's still all inclusive, whether you go from male to female or female to male. So that's the issue, I guess. But I guess if they create that category. Non-binary or other, you know. I just like, think that that just solves problems. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just. Yeah. 
Everyone's in everyone's included then. Like it's yeah, yeah I don't and maybe they just took the wrong option here and it's too late to go back now. Well, look, I don't, hopefully that with with the retrospect, they can say, okay, look, we bought we, they might want to go with it. We've we've had a chance to reconsider. We listened to people, what people have said and we're we're gonna do this now or that now or introduce this category. You don't know, we don't know, do we? But um I think it was a little bit premature to you know, there obviously must have something it must have arisen somewhere, maybe UK based, that caused it. There must have been a lot of you know, not more than just one isolated case. There must have been a few Yeah, things. there's 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 been several in the UK that yeah, the course records have been taken down by mm. a couple of um trans guys. Yeah. And um I tell you what's interesting though, New York Marathon, the first non binary was actually a female that now identifies as a male. So fair play, you know, like people go, oh, you know, it was, yeah. it was a male, tend to be a woman. No, it was actually a, a female that, that they have always felt that they were male and they take different hormones and whatnot. So, you know, it's like, it's... Um, it, and it not- goes both ways. There's like ladyboys in Thailand that have beaten the male fighters. <laughs> fighters, yeah. Brody, you know Brody from the sunny coast, he fought this, there's a really famous one called Nong... Rose Nong or Nong Rose, and um, she was beating up all the men. And like Brody's one of the best, um, well, he's one of the best in the world, but he's definitely one of the best in Australia. Mm. And they flew him out to fight this um lady boy, and he got beaten by her. Right. Just yeah. super skilled uh, and, and super yeah. like, yeah, like very like a f- biological female, but very masculine, you know, like yeah, muscly and. Yeah, like, man. I, you know, and I think that I kind of have the similar um, opinion as everyone else. Like, man, I'm not transphobic or anything. You, whatever you want to do to be happy, you do you. Like, yeah. you, if you got to be that to be happy, then good on you. You know, life's hard enough. It's miserable at times. Whatever you got to do to be happy, that's all good. But just give them their own category. Exactly. I don't, yeah. It's Parker just needs to evolve. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's about uh, it's about you know like thinking about what effect will our decision have uh, on people and their view and and everything. And I, I think they just took a bit of a cop out. So anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll keep yeah. it posted on right. on that note. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. We'll, we'll get training. Yeah, recovering, sleeping, get some sleep. Yeah. yeah. Put some pink on and relax. Yes. Uh, I'll face you, I think I'll post, I'll post another video on Instagram. So on my Instagram, you'll see like how good it was where we were sitting. It's like, yeah, she's only like this big you know, from a distance, but I was looking at her, then I was looking at the big screen, looking at her, looking at the big screen and and that. And uh, you could see it. It's not like, you go, where is she? Like you could yeah. see it's her like there and that. And she'd come around to the other side of the stage, get a bit closer. But um yeah, I've got my videos on Insta. Nathan's Type 1 Fitness on Instagram. Little video there. Good. And if you get the opportunity, she's back in March. She's going to New Zealand. She's back in March. So if uh, if you've got the readies, um, I highly recommend it. Go and see a superstar. Yeah. Probably give that one a miss, personally. Tammy <laughs> <laughs> will probably go, though. Tammy will like it. Tammy uh, yeah. and the, some of her mates, uh, yeah. Yeah, sister-in-laws, would go. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Cool. All right, boys. All right, guys. Let's have some dinner.
Yeah, man. Catch the light on. See ya. Mine, 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 mine.